We are the ultimate bad review. Roll camera. Camera rolling. Roll sound. South speed. You look in the camera and Runa take, you're dead. Marcus! Action! You know Quentin Tarantino? I love his movies. I fucking hate Forrest Gump. There's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Take back the screen! The Directors Guild of America will bring down its swift sword of justice on you rank amateurs. The enormity of their stupidity is just overwhelming. You watched it four times during COVID? I mean, I'm, I might be exaggerating, but I I feel like when I remember COVID, like that's a movie we watched more than once mm-hmm. for sure. But we loved it. It was like a movie. It wasn't like something we did, chose, like we were like reluctant yeah. to. It just sounds like psychological warfare to sit, be locked inside of an apartment and just repeatedly watch. It's just four times of like... Why did I miss the other time? Yeah, and right. then you're just scrambling to find something. <laughs> Falling down deep Reddit conspiracy yeah. theories about Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I mean, it's a great movie. Like, I feel like I've never had a bad time watching it. Like, same. same. It's, it's always so enjoyable. I remember being. I wanted to watch it. When you bought Bruce Almighty on DVD, they played a trailer for Eternal Ooh. Sunshine of the Spotless oh. Mind. And I was like, well, this is a Jim Carrey movie, and I'm like 13, and this movie's fucking hilarious. I want to watch Eternal Sunshine, and my parents were like, no. You can't. It's rated R. And when I turned 16, I finally got a chance to watch that movie, and I was like, holy hell, this would have, like, this would have broken my ass as a 13-year-old. It really probably would have. I would have never, I would have been a, I would have been, like, the exact same person I am now, except more insufferable. Like, I would have just been, like, constantly looking out the window, narrating to myself while drinking coffee, (laughs) organizing my beanie collection, and still posting on Tumblr. Yep. First time I watched it was when I had a date with this guy I really liked from high school. And I think I just really liked him because he was tall. And he was like, <laughs> have you ever seen this? Like, super art bro. We were both on Tumblr. I would, like, send him things on Tumblr. And he up. would, like, make posts about me. And I was like, oh, my God. That's <laughs> love. And he came over. And he didn't have a... Or his, I think, like, his mom brought him over. Like, in the car. We're in high school. But he's a senior. Get your shit together. Like, just get right, a car. Come on, like, man. whatever. And uh, he came over, brought the movie, we watched the movie, we're all like snuggled on the couch, and then he's about to leave, he's like, I don't have a ride home. (laughs) And so my fucking parents had to give him a ride back to his house. (laughs) Yeah. And then a week later, he broke up with me, and I kept that DVD. Good for you. That's a, that's a, I'll tell you that's a win, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, Will, if you're out there, that is at, in my parents' basement. Probably packed away somewhere. Man, he's sitting next, like holding his phone this close to his <laughs> yeah. head. Like, I'm so sorry. I just didn't have a ride. Yeah. You'll never get it back. <laughs> you, pay, you paid for that mistake with a great movie. You yeah. paid the troll toll. And, and it was it was accepted. <laughs> paid the troll toll. I love it. Yeah, this movie. It. I um, I found out about it through just looking at the DVD cover, and I had no idea. Did. Yeah. What what the movie was? I asked my dad. He said what said it was a Jim Carrey movie, and that that was pretty much all that I knew about it. <laughs> Sold. But, Sold, right? Yeah. Jim Carrey I mean, in <laughs> Jim Carrey in movie done. This thing was like, that sounds great because I, I was yeah. of the same opinion. You know, watching Ace Ventura, Ace Ventura two. So. Yeah. I did? thought it was going to be a really funny movie. I was same. Thoroughly di- di- not disappointed, but dist- Just distressed. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, when I when I. 
Started the movie and I was like, well, he's not very funny at all in this movie. <laughs> That's not his intro. He hasn't talked with his hands like once. He's just mm. walking around looking dev- more and more devastated as the movie goes on. But I mean, like, it's a Tumblr kid's wet dream of a movie. Yes. Like, it, and even watching it today, I was just like, man, I, I was so scared. I was like, fuck. I haven't watched this movie probably since I was in my early 20s. And that was, like, yeah. my time of, like, only watching, like, 500 Days of Summer on repeat. <laughs> Her is on a constant rotation. I'm watching every Spike Jonze movie I could possibly get my hands on. And I loved Eternal Sunshine. I was like, here we go. I'm, yeah. I'm watching it again. Oh, my God, now I'm 32. What if this movie's totally cheeks? And it's not. It's so fucking good. But we're, I don't want to get into that no. too, yeah. too, too, too much yet. Somewhere in the background, Robbers I... by the 1975 is playing. Oh, God. <laughs> Matty Healy canceled again this week. Matt Healy canceled again this week. Not my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By Lucy Dacus of all people. Dude, she owned his ass. She did. As a boy genius lover and a 1975 reluctant lover, uh, <laughs> she just trashed him and it was the funniest shit. Did you hear about that? No. It was no. rough. I saw what we were driving home yesterday and I was just like, aw, oh, dude, how did you... If I'm Matt Healy, how do I think this situation ends? <laughs> how, do I think, how do I tweet this and think this will work? This will definitely be a funny thing yeah. that everybody has a good time with. It, the tweet that he put out was essentially he said, Talk to Lucy Dacus of Boy Genius and said I would make a parody band called Boy Arsler. Now she doesn't talk to me that much anymore. And she retweeted him and said, You don't hear from me at all. And he deactivated his entire account. Oh. Yeah. Wow. It's just not that hard to be, like, a regular human being. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Listen, Seems like it is, the like, white dudes who are getting really famous. Throw yeah. in the fact that they're British? Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> like, even Joe Jonas, I, I know right now, is in some shit, too. Which Understatement is, of the fucking year. Yeah. Joe yeah. Jonas. Joe backstabbing son of a bitch Jonas. Yeah. Yeah, Such a travesty. going on right now. Somebody said that they that he's mad because he tries to be cool and Sophie Turner is just like super naturally fucking yeah. cool. I mean, she's like hanging out with Taylor Swift, right? Yeah, now, just yeah. like casual. Talk about the L that Joe Jonas had to take yeah. the minute he woke <laughs> up on Twitter it was and saw that. Yeah. Shocking, Joe Jonas not breaking up to someone face to face. How that's so unlike him. Yeah, that's a shitty thing to do. It is a My shitty God. thing to do. Why do men? That's all I want to know. Same week that Russell Brand gets called out for, for sexual assault allegations, only to have, like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse <laughs> back him up. Elon Musk fucking, uh, oh my god. It was like Andrew Tate. Andrew Tate, <laughs> Tucker Carlson, and Jordan Peterson yeah. all just like, woke moralists are, are terrible for not, like, getting assaulted by this guy. I don't understand. And it's like, how the fuck is this real? This is not a real thing I'm witnessing right now. Yeah. We're in controversial take. The Shot in the Chaser podcast is an anti-sexual assault podcast. I know that this take. may be like no. a total like <laughs> out of left field, like cancelable offense here, but mm-hmm. fuck you if you're assaulting people. Yeah, yeah. there I you. said it. Just be a good person. It's, it's naturally within yeah, you. You choose. You choose to make those you shitty things it. happen. It costs like, zero dollars and zero cents to be a good person, man. <laughs> to not make that decision. Mega I swear easy. I had That's that right. shirt or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's free and simple. But free no, simple. Y- you have to be Hal from, or wait, is it Hal? Uh, from the, the Sony show? What's his name? Hal? Hal? Hal. 
Doesn't it? I, he's talking about no. Don't give it to him. I want him to figure it out. <laughs> I'm curious, like who you who you're talking about right now. Other oh, only other character that starts with the letter H on that show. Yeah. Also, just recently arrested for. Yeah, that's what. I, okay, mega, that's you're, you're mega talking, assault. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, named like Hal. A bad though. guy. Yeah. I don't it's know. Hide. Hide. I said I wanted him to figure it out. Uh, I don't think you would have gotten it. <laughs> I was gonna say something wrong again. I was just gonna say <laughs> yeah. hide. It would have been closer. It would have been closer, but I mean, Hive? What the f- Who have you ever met named Hive? You ever met a human being named Hive? No, I've never met a Hive. That is true. I don't, I've never Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Who? Hive. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, maybe your browser's threw it out. (laughs) Oof. Yeah, I. The celebrities. Who would have thought? Yeah. Matt not knowing his celebrity. Crazy, I I know. I don't know any celebrities. Actually, apart from, of course, Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore Oof. and you know Rob them. Schneider. You know them on a personal level? Yeah. Solid can you ask them, you would say? Can you ask them why? <laughs> yeah, like, seriously. Hey, Rob Schneider, why? He yeah. just sends you, like, a crazy, unbelievably transphobic joke. Like, no answer. He sends, just... he sends me a picture of him in the animal with, like, seven nipples or whatever, however many nipples he had in that movie. God, yeah. I forgot That's that That's the only existed. explanation he gives. I never forgot that movie existed. Did you see The Animal? Multiple times. Oh, but... I've only seen it once, and it was not good. I don't Terrible. think I've seen it at all, and I, I'm not regretting I that forget, decision. I, I forget how he even turns into an animal. I, I remember That's that, so long, that he, he has multiple nipples, and then a girl turns into an animal, and she gets multiple nipples. Yeah. I remember that being just a is joke. It, oh, it's a joke. I was about to say, I was like, is that just something you observed, or is that like a running theme in the entire thing? No, it, well, it was it was played for laughs. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. It's like Rob Schneider Can't you Schneider tell by how hard we're all laughing 10. right now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like Rob Schneider to the max in that movie. And it's only it's, Rob Schneider. And it's so bad. Rob Schneider is rarely ever funny, and it really takes... Adam Sandler or Chris Rock to really get it out of him. Hmm. The banter, the back the and banter, forth, yeah. is what is funny. Yeah. Like any, when it's just him by himself, it's never funny. It doesn't work that way. Yeah, it never works. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the trailer for for the new Bill Burr movie that he wrote and he's starring in for Netflix? Bill Burr has no. a movie. No, Bill Burr's coming out with a movie. Yeah, he. Um, he, up. he plays one of many dads. Oh I, boy! I think I think the movie's called like Old Dads, and it's about like culture changing and him. You know, hmm. thanks Tim Allen. It. I'm so excited to watch your movie, dude. We'll see how it is. I watched the trailer and I was like, oh okay, this this seems interesting. It's like dads who aren't hyper conservative dads but they're still like what the fuck is going on hmm. with everything old dads yeah look at that it's just dads. literally called old dads i wow, just watched yeah. that today you watched it we'll watch the trailer oh okay so. I, was like, I was like how i Excuse thought it wasn't me. even out yet sorry how did you do that <laughs> Yeah. Did you see the trailer for the new Nick Cage movie that's coming that, out? That looks awesome. It looks amazing. I'm skeptical. Oh, the one. I'm excited. Man. I'm that's skeptical. gonna be so good. Yeah. It's being produced by Ari Aster, who has who kicked, who kicked me in the left testicle just a little too hard this past <laughs> year. And I'm a little bit like, I don't know, man. It seems like you might be drunk with power. I don't know what's to jump into producing. 
is a is a is a bold oh, move. Man. Well, he did Bo is Afraid, right? Yeah, yeah I think just... this would be like his re- redemption from that. Well, and he's just producing; he's not writing it or anything. And Bo is Afraid is fucked up, but it's not like it's not at bad. all a bad. At it's least definitely it's... not like a bad bad movie. Yeah, it's I've just watched like... a lot worse movies this year. Yeah, easily. Slaughterhouse happened. Yeah, Slaughterhouse was. Gran Turismo happened. Mm. There's yeah, no Mario. Gran Turismo. Mario. Mario. Happened. Mario did happen. That was Mario this year. Happened, yeah. There's been a lot of um, not great movies yeah. that came out this year, and they just keep coming. But yeah. that is that is the way that it works, I guess. I'm trying to think of like what are some okay, Last Voyage of the Demeter, The Nun Two. Yeah, The Nun mm. Two happened. Yeah, that's big. Another screen Meg, movie, Cocaine Bear. What the fuck? Knock at the Cabin. Knock at the Cabin happened this year. That was this year? That was this year. Wow. Did you guys watch Knock at the Cabin? We yeah. did. I didn't see that one. You did the right yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah wasn't it good? Did, you, did no. you read the Book of Revelation? <laughs> you know more than... I kind of like gave Shyamalan. up on the whole thing <laughs> like before I could get there. It's the only good book in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like the most... You, you like fairy, fairy fuck books to read the book of Revelation. Yeah. Just that dudes, doesn't sound like It's just women fucking, fucking dragons fucking. and shit. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. No, it's uh, yeah. But yeah, it was pretty much just the book of Revelation. It's so funny because when I read the book of Revelation... I was always taught, like, these were just, like, imagery and the way they're describing things. Like, I remember there's, like, a scene where, like, I had a professor teach me that what he's actually describing is actually helicopters. And it's, like, because it's, like, this beast that has wings that flutter in the sky. And and it was, like, oh, he's actually describing helicopters. So it's funny that, like, that's the way you guys take it. That it's, that that it's is... supposed to be... I mean, I some Christian face... shit right it there. It really is. I take that's it some face crazy. value shit. Yeah, it's always gross. That's so funny. I always like in like somewhere in the Old Testament, it talks about like they they're just they describe like a like beasts that wander in the desert, and it's like all yeah. just sounds like dinosaurs. And it was yeah. just like, oh, but maybe the Bible does confirm dinosaurs, and every Christian can shut the fuck up for five fucking minutes. I know a girl who believed that. Like, I knew a girl personally who believed that like God put dinosaur bones on the earth in order to test the people's faith. And that's so sad. Yeah, that's, that's so fucking sad. Absurd. Yeah. She also believed oxygen was slowly killing us. Wow. Yeah. Which, like, you deoxygenize. It might be but... slowly killing her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe she should Bad. stop breathing oxygen, actually. Did you just take your wedding ring off? He, after he I took it off that? and then tossed it. I was, <laughs> I was playing around with it. I didn't know this was such a hot fell. topic right <laughs> yeah. now. Matt's like, dinosaurs are fucking fake. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and your faith has been tested and you did not pass. And you will not reach the <laughs> My wife believes so. oxygen is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've 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 heard that way too many times. The whole that God put dinosaur bones in the earth that they didn't really exist. They're just there, and because God is all powerful and He can do that, like yeah. why question it if He can do it? Because that's fucking yeah. insane. Like, Even if, if that's if that's the truth, fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. If that's really what happened, fuck that guy. That's the dumbest that's thing. That's the most I baby bag bitch bullshit I've ever heard in my life. I'm gonna put it, fake dinosaur bones there silly. so they love me harder. <laughs> fuck you. It's silly. You fucking loser. You Shinji yeah. Kari piece of shit. It's like dinosaurs are cool. Right. Right. <laughs> God. Let them be real. <laughs> Let them be real. It's time to be real. With God. With, With God. God. <laughs> it's like those shirts we were talking about the other day, like the Christian Reese's Pieces. Yes. That's the new one, because the Be Real app. <laughs> Be, oh, I bet you it already exists. I don't know. Yeah. I do not. Do, that has it. to exist somewhere. Why would it not? 
Yeah. Who and I know so, somebody, somebody out there is listening. If it's not a real thing, we should make it, and that should be our first piece of podcast merchandise. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's yeah. Time to be real with like, God. Like the with Jesus. With God. With yeah, God. Yeah, whatever it is. And the picture, the 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 be real app is just like a, the the Last Supper or some shit. Yeah. yeah. Some Jesus picture. There's hopefully, hundreds they, of thousands of them. Hopefully, they won't like get us for copyright. Hopefully, we'll 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 have to just. We could, just, we could just invert it yeah. because it's black with white text. We could just make a white square with black text. Or you, or you just file parody law. Yeah. At, 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 at that point, what are they going to do? You just sue the Christian podcast? Yeah. <laughs> the Christian podcast. That seems, awful, that, us. that seems awfully liberal of you mm. to sue the <laughs> Christian podcast. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're only here to help God. We are not only here to help him. God. We are not okay. here for the filthy, disgusting pot smokers and the raging alcoholics. Mm-hmm. We are here mm-hmm. only here for, for those who love the Lord so much. That they're willing to do God right here and now. Mm. I want to see you do God so hard. And Please I want to see do God, God do you. I want to see God do you. I want to see God in you. I want to see God run right through you. I want to see God run a train on your life. <laughs> <laughs> the God train, it's coming. It's quick. coming. And your head has been glued to that track. Choo-choo. So get ready. <laughs> <laughs> your head has been glued. Man. All right. <laughs> are you elect or are you not elect? Because if you are elect, your head has been glued to that fucking track. And he's coming for you. Amen. <laughs> he's coming. He's quite literally. You better watch that. Out. Jesus Christ is, is coming buckets for you. Anyways, <laughs> welcome to the Shot in the Chaser podcast. <laughs> the evangelical yes. podcast now. Evangelical Amen. Podcast. After we spent a week in Salem, Massachusetts, we've, we've decided that those filthy, disgusting witches... Had mm-hmm. got what they deserved, and the Puritans are right. <laughs> yeah, the Puritans goaded, swagged up, sauced out, like unreal. <laughs> yeah, sad. Really, and, and this is how we get reality. canceled. Yeah, right. Yeah. This is, yeah, isolate this audio really quick. Um, I can't believe I got saved. Went through the whole process of deconstructed deconstruction only to get saved again. Yeah, so right. Crazy. In, in Salem. Welcome yeah, to in the Salem. flock. Welcome yeah. to the flock. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You know, some Christian out there. He saved the one. "Mm." He left the ninety-nine. I don't appreciate this kind of blasphemy. This doesn't really seem like my kind of podcast. This is not my cup of tea. You know, I'm glad you had a great church experience. (laughs) Unfortunately, I had the worst one. Matt and I were literally just talking about this upstairs. Yeah, where like. Because I brought it up on the trip, too. I was like, do you ever just, like, be minding your own business, not doing anything, and, like, a worship song from, like, 20 years ago will get stuck in your head? And you're like, oh, God, now I feel terrible about everything that I've ever done in my life. That's so true. And it's so annoying. Because you're just like, no, I've, de- I, you said I've deconstructed, I've moved past this. This isn't even mm-hmm. an ideology I subscribe to. But it's still a weird secret guilt tactic. It's like a sleeper agent Well, because it's like you feel happy, yeah. you know, because yeah. everybody around you singing is such, like, a... Fun little experience, you think, to, like, the worship experience. What Matt and I were listening to, like, some worship songs when we were in Florida. We were, like, looking at the lyrics, and we were like, this is kind of weird. Isn't it kind of <laughs> like, fucking weird? But it sounds so good. Yeah. Like, Hillsong United kind of slaps sometimes. It's because they like, hit those the notes that you like to hear. It's exactly. just the notes you like as a human being. It's and, all And science. if you're ever in those, like, big churches where yeah. it's, like, a concert experience, that shit is so much fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> it, can I, I, it can be fun. I, I but it it's because exactly of what of what Nick's saying is yeah. like the music is written on purpose mm-hmm. for right? sure. Like, the crescendo yeah. happens at yeah. a time. Yeah, I remember a Not church funny. like a mega church back where I lived. They did this thing every year where they recreated like <laughs> like 
old Jerusalem. Like, oh, at their church, they boy. got, they rented, like, camels and donkeys oh, and horses, and they set up shops and stuff that you could, like, look at, and you would, and you would be led by Roman guards. Like, Roman oh, guards boy. on horses, and then <laughs> when you got in, they would hand you your Jewish name, and I was like, that seems really fucking weird, <laughs> but okay. And the a lot of white people in Georgia dressed Not up. one, not one person of color attended that event, <laughs> like, I swear. Yeah. And the paths. Uh, Welcome to Jerusalem, y'all. Yeah. Paths to the sanctuary lit by burning Christians. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, it was crazy. It'd be like, yeah. wow, I'm having so much fun. Look at all these people. And then he would like turn the corner. It's like, and here's the crucifixion. And you're like, oh my God. It's Jesus, but yeah. he's bloody as fuck. But <laughs> yeah. he's also kind of jacked. So yeah. you're kind of like horny for God, but you feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's Hot my Jesus. Jesus. I'll never forget. This is probably one of the funniest depictions of Jesus that I have ever heard someone say unironically. And it was, um, like, speaking about sexy Jesus on the cross. He, Amen. He, he he said something along, along the lines of, like, I don't like... Now, th just take this with a grain of salt. I was in a Christmas production. I, I, I'm traveling across the U.S. at this time in my life. And we're staying at different people's houses. So sometimes we just stay with, with people and we get into random conversation. This guy just so happened we were talking about what did it look like for Jesus to be up on the cross. And I remember him saying, whenever I pray to to God, I, I envision Jesus being not this like scrawny little body that's, you know, obviously tortured and dehydrated and malnourished. Up on a cross. <laughs> I thought it was historically accurate. Yeah, right? Yeah. But what he saw was <laughs> a, like, jacked to the max, juiced out Jesus. Like, we're talking, like, he, and he kind of went into, into detail. Like, he, Roy Rage Jesus? He said something all along the lines of, like, Rambo-esque. Like, oh, so he's, like, attracted he, he, to this Jesus. He, he's, like, trying to, like, paint a picture of, like, a buff Oh, he so wants like, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Juiced Out Jesus would be a Toby Mac song. Yes. <laughs> 100 yes, absolutely would. <laughs> yeah. The, um, but yeah, I just, I'd never heard anyone actually admit to that because it's usually a joke. But for that yeah. guy, I don't remember mm. his name. Don't remember he where he lives. He wanted to fuck Jesus. He yeah. wanted to I, fuck Jesus. He just, he wanted Jesus so badly to look him in the eyes and to say, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. And it's okay Don't we that all? you're gay. Don't we all? <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. I'll be back. That's so good. Oh my god. I knew a girl who unironically said Daddy God. Um, when she yeah. prayed. People like that's kind of Like strange. incessantly. Uh -huh. Like not like, God, thank you so much for this food we've provided. And then like a couple minutes would pass and it'd be like, she'd, they'd say God again. It was like every three words would be Daddy yeah, God. Yeah. Daddy God, if you could please bless this podcast. Yes, Daddy God. Yeah, no, seriously. So it was God. that crazy. You are the best, Daddy God. And I was, like, so evangelical at that point, and even that threw me off. Yeah. Like, this like no that thing. was crazy. I was like, mm, everything's cool except for that. Except like, for that shit. Yeah. We knew, we, um, by my parents' house, there's, um, Southeastern, um, seminary, uh, theological seminary, and we, the church we went to, like, all the professors went to that yeah, church yeah. and it wasn't like a mega church or anything it was a, it was like a regular sized church but there was this one professor at this college and we were all friends with his sons so this <laughs> made it way worse but he would once we all hit youth group he would like show up at sleepovers like mm. like when we were sleeping over at like one of the brother's houses he would just show up and start like giving us like weird life advice 
and my personal favorite was like right around when we were 15 when he was like when you are lucky enough to find the love of your life and have sex with them you should be you should quote the book of psalms right when you climax and i'm like 15 oh. i'm like playing you're like that's so romantic <laughs> I know, I'm, I'm playing burnout on a gamecube and this fucking grown guy bald as fuck wearing those dad sandals just came up to me and said you should sing psalm of psalms when you bust inside of your wife and i was like I don't want to do this. I just wanted. I just want to play video games. Not even like Song of Songs. <laughs> no, not even the hot one. Not even the steamy yeah. shit. No, yep. Psalms, the fucking depressing three thousand chapter book of the Bible. Oh, holy shit! I mean, and it's like you should not be talking to a fifteen year old. Like, yeah, you no. Shouldn't. First <laughs> off, like, like please don't talk to a fifteen year old like that. But oh, uh, even That's so crazy. Even if you were like twenty three. Please don't talk to me like don't that. Don't ever say that to another person. <laughs> yeah. Like, like that's for you and your wife. Whatever you guys get off Whatever to, that's do, for yeah. you guys. I would yeah. I would simply leave as as his wife. If, <laughs> yeah. if somebody quoted the Bible at me while hey. they were like on your honeymoon. Yeah, while they're on top of me, I'd be like, nope, nope. This yeah. ain't gonna fly, Chief. You this, gotta stop. I'm out. Yeah. Zero out of ten. See, but the don't funny, ever do this again. The funny thing is that Oppenheimer's girlfriend, Florence Pugh, loved to hear the Bhagavad Gita as they were fucking. I would do anything that Florence Pugh asked me to do if she was on top of me. If she asked me to, if I had to read the book of the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. yeah. If I had to read Psalms in one sitting. I would do it. <laughs> no question asked. It's like, a, isn't there like 139 yeah, fucking like, it's, yeah, it's well over 100. And I would do it. I'd hit Proverbs just to do it. Just, just for good measure. Oh my God. Well, if, guys, if, if you haven't already noticed... Tonight, my wife, Hannah, is with us, Hello. and we are having her episode tonight. She came up with a great two-movie combo, which we'll be going over shortly. Uh, but Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. Welcome back, Very third welcome. time. Oh, yes, yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank this you. is her third time on the pod. Yep. I hit the holy trinity. Yo, hey. let's go. <laughs> I don't think that there's ever been someone to have three episodes. Yeah. So, so right oh now, Nick B is, yeah. is no. in the lead. Wow. Nick like, B has I, two. Nick I think Molly, has two. Molly also has Molly three. Molly has two. Three? Yeah, Molly's, this, Molly has three episodes. As she should. Queens. There you go. <laughs> Goated. Makes sense. Yeah. Queens of the show. Yes. So, uh, and rightfully reigning. So we're, once again, happy to have you. And we're stoked to talk about the uh, the two movies that that we have. At least one of them. At least yeah, yeah. yeah. one of them. One of them, you know, considered masterpiece. Uh, and you know which one? It's about the girl who forgets a lot. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. <laughs> I'm Joey. And I'm Hannah. We forgot to do that last week, so I was like, I'm, I can't let us do it two weeks in a row. We have to get it in there. Yeah, we, we actually have to We're introduce ourselves. Here. Yes. Roll call. Yeah. <laughs> we should get a soundboard. Present. And have that be like a thing. Roll call. <laughs> that dude, I I want to I want a soundboard so bad. I that that would be so funny. I feel like it would get out of hand. It very would, quickly. Easily. But have I, you seen Tim Tim Heidecker's show? D- the, yeah. The, like the amount. Tim of... Heidecker would not. His level of soundboard would not work on this. No. That would, but like yeah, there, there would. are. <laughs> yeah. As someone who lives with Matthew David Burnside, that yeah. would be put to use every second, <laughs> every day. Oh God! So if Our, we could just never oh, bring up a soundboard again. Yeah. <laughs> What I was actually, the what was the what was the button that you made us use? Oh my god, that was so good though. That was funny. That's what I was gonna say. I actually have a button that that that, that, <laughs> that I can play right now. We played a drinking game. 
And there's an ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the ad made it stop. And you you went so, to the ad. Okay, I just want to point out we were in Salem. We were in Salem. We're playing this blockbuster movie where it's just like a or a blockbuster movie game. And the button needed AAA batteries, and we didn't have AAA batteries, so Matt gets this yeet button. First off, it has it has three different versions of that. <laughs> oh man, that's the worst one. <laughs> yeah, two is the worst. That, that one's that one's wild. That's too, too aggressive. That that yeah. that OG is the way to go. And once you reach a certain amount of button presses, you get an ad. And every time an ad would come up, Matt would click the ad and get so mad because he couldn't find how to X out of the ad. And oh my he was god! Like, and he was fuck? like, "You need to figure this out." And like first try, I was like, "Oh, right here." Yeah. <laughs> that was it. The amount of times you would hear, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" You can is make this your thing own. Doing? I'm what, trying to maybe hit start. What are you doing? That didn't work either. I Hello? don't know what he's doing. I'm trying to... It says you can record your own sound. You want to record your own yeet? Yeah. <laughs> yeet? <laughs> I was such a I would love that yeet. to... Yeet? You, you had questioned yeah. it. Yeet, it's not... And, and there's an ad. And it still gave me an ad. It didn't even do and what you I went, wanted walked to right do. into it. This is capitalism it at its finest. You can't even get, like, a freaking like, staples button. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I'm good enough with this. So. <laughs> we, have a, Sorry. we have a bullshit button at work. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. For real? Yeah, it just says bullshit. In, in a couple different way, ways, but it says bullshit, yeah. yeah. Which is funny. I'm going to ask Santa Claus this year for the podcast for a soundboard. We're going to get a soundboard before we get individual mics. <laughs> and, and before we get a, a camera actually record the episodes, we're going to have a fucking soundboard. It's it's, it's not wrong, good. and I'm not complaining. I want a I'm, soundboard more than any of those things I, combined. I want a soundboard so bad, dude. It would make it so funny. Now, we just have to figure out a way. To get it actually wired into the show and not just played on my phone. This like, is probably where we're going to need the separate mics and something that's not just a phone with a... a yeah, can I do a mic with a sock like on a, it? A soundboard of some sort. Probably need to like invest money in it. Yeah. Which is like we'll kind of cringe. And then you guys can make daunting. a set and it'd be so fun. I would love to make a set down here. That would be a ton of fun for sure. It's it's doable. It's we got doable. the space. Yeah. It's doable. Yeah. We'll have to see what, what we can do. But. Link in bio if you go to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Right. You can donate a small for portion. For our studio, yeah. Yep. We're looking for $15,000. Yep. We also, <laughs> we also found out that we, there's a form we can fill out to, to get sponsored by HelloFresh. So if you guys <gasps> want us to do that, I would be happy to submit the paperwork this evening and see if we can get a, a HelloFresh sponsorship. Yeah. And then we can record like our own commercial that plays in the beginning of each episode. And then we give away a code. There you go. But it's, like, oh. really, like, not funny. Like, it's a commercial that's so dry that it's not, like, Tim Heidecker-level dry where you're like, I don't know what's going on, and I want this to be over. So they skip it, and they don't even use the fucking code. But we can say we're sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is one of those things where it sounds great. And I know it's not frozen, it's fresh. That's right. the whole thing. It's in the title. And not to, like, put a stake against the ad if they listen to this. Yeah, it's like, um, well, you're a guest. Oh, I'm a guest. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. This yeah. 
Um, I just taste. feel like it's gonna be so salty. <laughs> like, have you, have you, know you ever gotten HelloFresh before? No. Yo, it's actually it's actually trash. good. Okay, because I think of like frozen fresh food. You know what? Or not? That's yeah. the opposite. But you know what I mean? Where it's like a healthy meal, and then you pop it in the microwave, and it's like the saltiest thing you've ever had in your entire life. Like we, that's what makes me think of it. We had a, a Molly and I had a roommate um, for a little, when we lived back at the far house when Josh was there. He was he did HelloFresh for like two months, and it was it was great. Like every Heck meal yeah. that we we ate was so fucking good. And it's honestly, like, not a terrible idea. It's just, like, it's a, not a pain in the ass, but it's very tedious, like, getting an order together and all set up. But it's also, like, practically free food at this point because every podcast you've ever listened to gives you a free code for yeah. HelloFresh. That'd be such a great ad right there. I'm right? like, fuck HelloFresh. Right. And you're like, actually. <laughs> actually, this is going to be our Hillary Duff, you can't say gay commercial. Or <laughs> yeah, it's just, right. like, maybe you don't say negative things about yeah. HelloFresh. Do you even know what that means? <laughs> I know, like, uh, even grocery stores do, like, a mock on HelloFresh, too. Like, yeah. Like, they have, like, all the ingredients for a recipe in a box. So you can just buy that. Yeah, like, Target first, does that, yeah. yeah. I know Kroger do, does it, too. Or first they used market. to. Mm-hmm. Fresh Market, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's it's up. A cool idea, at least. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Hey, we love you, HelloFresh. If you want to give us free money to talk about you. Yeah, HelloFresh. Give us the money. Give us some money. Prove we'll talk wrong. about it. Right? Yeah. Prove, prove our guest wrong this evening. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, we should probably get into some of these movies. Hannah, what are the movies you've chosen this evening for your third episode? Movies that I chose were Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. oh man, here's where like, yeet. <laughs> <laughs> and Fifty First Dates. You have one that says mid? Mid, 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 Yeah, um... <clears throat> Great, great choice. We've actually been sleeping on this episode for a while. Yes. Uh, just because we we knew automatically as soon as yeah. I brought it up that this would be a good episode. So. Eternal Sunshine is my favorite movie of all time. I even have a tattoo for it. It's incredible. True fan. It and really she's, get, yeah. she's getting a 51st Dates tattoo after yeah. this one. Uh-huh. Whole back piece. The duality of women. It's just Adam incredible. Sandler with an egghead. Yeah. That, oh, I was going to say um, 10 seconds. What's Tom? 10 Second Tom. 10 Second Tom. Is, isn't he like painting a picture or something like that? That's like, not a bad flash Drew Barrymore is pa- paints it. Oh, okay. Well, that'd still be did, something did, really did, funny to do. Did you even watch the movie? I'm not, talking, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking about the Adam Sandler portraits. <laughs> <laughs> like... Which portrait? Hi, I'm Tom. Uh, he's like, he, he, I thought, I thought he was like painting a picture when that, whenever they met him. Uh, I think he was just chilling, like when they met him. Yes, but but like later on when she was teaching the class, he was painting a portrait. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, True. I was just curious because she, she can get that. She could. Yeah, yeah I could. As a back piece. I'm gonna get one Ten of the Adam Sandler portraits tattooed, and then my whole tattoo niche from this point on in my career is gonna be I only do those Adam Sandler portraits. Yeah. more painted. You're gonna you're gonna look great walking into Chili's yep. <laughs> with Adam Sandler yeah. tattoos in in Hawaiian mm-hmm. t-shirts. <laughs> oh my god! Be like, sorry guys, I'm not booking for anything else. I if I met someone with an Adam Sa- Sandler tattoo though, I would think they're pretty cool. But what yeah, if it was a 51st Dates tattoo? I I don't I still would be like that's kind of cool because like it's Adam cool Sandler don't give a fuck. Yeah, like Adam Sandler right. in Fifty First Dates is exactly how Adam Sandler like dresses day to day. Yeah. Like, so you wouldn't really necessarily know that that's Fifty First Dates Adam Sandler. You would just be like, "That's younger Adam." Sandler. That's younger Adam Sandler. Look at that guy in those shorts. Yeah. Riding way too fucking low. <laughs> right. I'll get a pineapple tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. There you go. 
Fifty First Dates reference mm-hmm. for for all the true fans out there. Nestled right next to my Turtle Sunshine. The deep cuts. Yep. Okay. The deep cuts. You should just get peanut or no uh, peanut butter cups and spam. That's not what I thought you were gonna say. Yeah. But, okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah. What are you? What are you trying to tell her to get? <laughs> Uh, walrus penis. <laughs> walrus penis, yeah. Now we're cooking. There's yeah. the humor. Let's go. Now, obviously, 50 First Dates is the shot, right? And just, <laughs> it's actually um, definitely... I, I mean, it's like... Shot. It's a, sh- a shot in its own right. It's, like, it's <laughs> yeah. like you're drinking like the best drink you've ever had with Eternal Sunshine, and then someone like... With uh, fucking somebody literally shot you. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say somebody with herpes spits right in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, I thought you were gonna say that as soon as you finish the drink, you get amnesia. That's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but bro, I, I literally did feel that way uh, upon upon the movie ending. Um, it it ends on such a funny, like surreal moment. But I guess we'll get there afterwards. So first movie was mm-hmm. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Which was Hannah's favorite movie. This and before we get into that, yes, <laughs> Matt, always rushing, foot on the gas. This guy drives like a fucking maniac in real life, and he dri- <gasps> he drives so fucking fast on this podcast. Aren't I such a better driver than Matt I felt Matt so is. safe. I felt so nestled in You can't see my face right now, but I'm so happy that somebody said that. There were so many moments where I'm like, Matt's going to hit that guy. Matt's not hitting the Seriously. Brakes, and that guy is literally And that's what he stop. does like where we live. Matt, which is he, crazy. He, he, He's he's always but he's just, efficient, and I and we get efficient. where we need to go. He's ne- I rode with him every day for an hour or more, and it, we never got into an accident. There was a couple moments where I thought we might, but we survived. I you know he got us there quick. Those <laughs> days when we worked together, and you'd be like, "Hey, you want to go get Chick Fil A?" And we had fifteen minutes. Oh. We had to walk to the car, then go to Chick Fil A, and then get back. And Matt would somehow do it in like nine. <laughs> Which is not yeah, that's correct. It's from him cutting. Like it literally felt like I was in a Fast and Furious movie. He's cutting through parking lots, <laughs> jumping over curbs. Listen, in my defense, it doesn't feel that way. Yeah, when I'm doing it. Since you're a Florida man. Yeah, he used to drive in the middle of the road too. We would be driving back. He's like, "It's a back road." And I'm like, "You still got to drive in the lane, Matt." Well, <laughs> it's a back road. No one's on it. I'm cutting around the that's corner. That's definitely a Florida. Thing, that is yeah. such Florida yeah. man like, energy. Him driving in the rain, he has so much confidence. That, like, it, okay, Matt will drive in like a hurricane, and like I know neither of us can like, see shit, making the most like drastic moves, yeah. and it's wild. And oh. I get there like safe. Yeah. And I don't understand. I'm telling you, you could be a great uvu jobber in in Salem, Massachusetts, but well, could. I probably would be. If I if I lived in a in a in a bigger city, I probably I probably would pick up Uber. But anyways, I said that to say pump the brakes for a minute. What did we watch? What what all did we watch this week other than these movies? Yes. So, uh, well, with my last week, uh, we we have been trying to get through the saw franchise oh boy we've officially watched two of them uh we officially watched two of them we officially watched them i think i think think hannah and i watched two hell yeah you fell asleep (laughs) eight minutes into the second one it's very true that's so funny it was maybe like 30 minutes but yes yes (laughs) i I definitely did fall asleep um i did not finish that um that that movie at all but the first movie was really good (laughs) i just want to share a small anecdote real quick about matt falling asleep prematurely which is always so sweet because he'll like lean on me and i'm just like sitting there like ah like hugging him and i'm like this is so nice and then in the morning he'll be like i'm so sorry i fell asleep so early and i'm like dude you need sleep but last night he went to bed i came up to bed to go to bed and he turns to me like bloodshot eyes (laughs) and he 
he's like, which is so scary. And I know that he's like not awake. So I'm yeah. like, what is about to come out of this man's Blood mouth? And he was like, we were going to get tattooed. And I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, you, you're tattooed. You were going to get, and I'm like, me tattoo you? He's like, no. And he got like mad at me because I was like not understanding what he was saying. Mad. But he kept doing like different stories like of what was supposed to happen. I'm like, I don't know what you're wanting me to say. And then he just looked at me and went, hmm. And fell asleep. Literally made that like <laughs> sleepy noise and went like crashed. It was the funniest shit. Do you remember this at all, man? I do, but do you I, understand? Don't, I don't remember why. The context? Yeah, like, yeah, the context was wild. What the context was. funny. And from, from what I kind of remember is that there was a moment where I, I, I think I was having a dream or maybe I was in that weird in-between state where you think you're dreaming, but... but you're actually falling. Yeah. And um, I think I just remember Hannah was supposed to get two tattoos or something like that. And I think I was trying to ask her about it. But then by the time I realized that I was awake <laughs> and I maybe was dreaming and Hannah was confused, I just gave up. And I just went back to sleep. Yeah, you said something. One thing I did forget. You were like, you don't understand. And I'm like, you're not making any sense right now. How am I supposed to understand what you're saying? I don't think you understand. I'm yeah, not right? the problem. <laughs> like, I'm like trying to decipher this. Bad. It's true. It's so funny. But yeah, I fall asleep all the time. I feel I feel bad. Are you just some kind of big time. old sleepyhead or something? It's okay. It's it's just whenever it gets late at night, I, I don't know late how night. how to stay awake past like ten thirty. Once once like ten thirty hits, I mean you you saw I wasn't able to, to to stay awake for. You stayed awake most nights, but yeah, that night that we started mm -hmm. saw two, you were just like good fucking night. Yeah, exactly. I'd like nudge Matt, and he'd wake up. He'd watch like two seconds and be like. Whoa. And I know. Go back to we kept just being like, get up, get up, get up, something's happening. And you'd be like, okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I've got him, I'm here. And then I would like watch you like come back up and then slowly go right back down. It was so fucking funny. But yeah, Nick and I watched Saw 2. Yes. So you All can't right. include yourself on Saw I 2. I so, so, so Saw 1 I watched. Yep. Um, and then Nick verbally explained the whole movie to me <laughs> the, the, the next morning. Um, shot for shot. Yeah. Beat for beat. Color grade for color grade. But so far, it's been it's been a good time, and I'm actually pretty excited to watch, um, well, to recap number two and then watch number three. Are you still planning to watch them all before you watch ten? That's the goal. I don't know if it's going to be... Because, like, doesn't that come out, like, this weekend? I think. Oh, my God, don't say that. Oh, no. I thought it came out in October. Oh, maybe not. I we don't thought know. this was such an achievable goal. Right? We got to, like, stop this episode right now. I mean, right it might now. still be playing in october but oh good god it's it does come out I on september thought, 29th no way they're supposed to be released october 27th but then they moved it like yeah they moved it like pretty recently to sooner yeah. that's dumb yeah because uh I, i've been checking it because dumb money also comes out and um the creator on that mm -hmm. day which <clears throat> i'm not excited for saw but i am excited for the other two i'm curious about dumb the creator money. yeah i am too but and Dumb Money, I think, is going to be a movie I wait till it goes to streaming. But I am going to see it, for sure. Yeah, dude. I, I just can't resist Paul Dano, man. I know. I know you are a Paul Danoite. Yeah. And let me just say, I, I mean, that's a good segue into the movies I watched this week. If we can just go. Yeah, yeah. please. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, we just watched Saw. I'm going yeah. <laughs> I, 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 to just talk about two that I watched. First one is called Wildlife, which is the only movie that Paul Dano wrote and directed. Oh, what? So that sounds good. It's incredible, too. It's like, really? it's mind-blowing. It has uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and um, 
Carrie Mulligan, um, who is incredible. Both of that mm. that whole that movie. You do love Carrie Mulligan. I do love Carrie Mulligan as well. Yeah, and that movie is just incredible. Uh, I saw an interview with Jake Gyllenhaal that was saying like, Paul just like he just gets how a movie is supposed to work and cool. the way he described it. And his wife was even saying, who uh, I guess also co-wrote the movie, um, that Paul will often reject many roles because he just doesn't see it working as a movie. Um, and she she was like, there was lots of times where I would yell at him because we needed to be able to pay rent and buy groceries, um, but he wouldn't work in the movie. And so she kind of correlated that to the, him making a movie and it's like he just understands what makes a movie and i, I totally say I that movie that. yeah it was incredible oh i've been wanting to see this movie i've i've seen the trailer this movie looks amazing yeah it's it it shocked me like to the point like i think paul dano really needs to direct a lot more i it was so good um, especially being an actor you know exactly. what i mean and like being like and he wasn't in the movie at all that's awesome. Yeah, he wasn't Even in the movie. better. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to look at his face. We don't he see has, that a lot. He has tact. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the other movie I watched, uh, which was probably even better, was uh, a movie I've been wanting to watch called Okja. And um, Bong Joon-ho, Joon mm. yeah, which has Paul Dano in it. Oh, of cool, course. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's your um, shot and chase. <laughs> yeah, those are, yeah, that, that movie made me cry. It, like, hit so hard in a way, like, it, I thought that the unrealistic, goofy-looking pigs were going to, like, really kind of mess up the movie. But, like, the CGI-looking pigs kind of worked hmm. in a way. And, like, the end of the movie just got me so bad. And it, it's it's one of my favorite movies I've seen. And I really, I really loved it. It, was, it shocked me how good it was. Um, but, yeah, those are the movies I saw. Hell, yeah. Paul Dano week. Nice. Nice. We had to watch literally a Saw movie every single day for the rest of the week in order to do in this. Order, in order to actually do it. How long on average are they? Like 90 minutes. Okay. No, I don't think I a single remember. one of them breaches yeah, two hours. Yeah. yeah. Damn, guys, have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, we don't have to watch Spiral. We've seen the first two Saw movies, so we had to watch 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and Jigsaw. So we have six mm. movies we have to watch. Wait, is there a ninth one? The ninth one would be Spiral. Oh, okay, yeah. And where it's Saw. Why don't turn? we watch Spiral? Because it does. It's like has nothing to do with oh, like okay. Saw. It's literally like a movie about a guy that like heard about Jigsaw and was like, I could uh, do that. <laughs> okay. And it has Chris Rock. And it has Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson. Oh God. As father and son. Oh, even. Better. It's so bad. It's Oof. so unpleasant to watch, and it's just, yeah, fuck that movie. But yeah, Saw, Saw. We have to watch a lot of Saw. Yeah, um, what have you been watching, Nick? Saw. Saw. <laughs> That's like, all I watched was Saw I 1 saw, and 2 this saw. past week. Saw um, in Salem. Yeah, Saw in Salem. Hannah, same thing for you. Just Saw. Just Saw, yeah. You watch any good TV shows recently? Just some YouTube videos. Nothing oh, okay. Nothing to write home about. It's, it's YouTube. Like, yeah. there's millions of other people copying it. It's fine. Try eating without YouTube, though. I dare you. That's true. Fucked up. Yeah. Can't do it anymore. <laughs> it's true. That's how they get you. Honestly. <laughs> All right, well, then, let's let's d dig into it. Let's get into our shot. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Matthew, what is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind about? It's directed by Michael Gondry. came out in 2004. Michelle Gondry. And Michelle. And the 
tagline goes like this. You can erase someone from your mind. Getting them out of your heart is another story. And the summary goes like this. Joel Barish, heartbroken that his girlfriend underwent a procedure to erase him from her memory, decides to do the same. However, as he watches his memories of her fade away, he realizes that he still loves her and may be too late to correct his mistake. Damn, I love that tagline. It makes it sound so much more optimistic than like what it really is. Yeah. If that makes sense. It's like, but they'll live on forever in your heart. And, you're, and then you watch the movie and you're like, oh my God. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't feel that way yeah. at all. <laughs> That's funny. I feel like I did feel that way. They do live forever in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, I do feel a little bit more hopeful this rewatch of yeah. the movie. Mm-hmm. I used to watch the movie and then it just kind of ended and I was like, damn, that was really sad. But then this time it's like, it's pretty cool. I, I, I think that it's more about cycles than really anything else. Or may, maybe the concept of soulmates, you know? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. you, you have this one person that it'll always work with. And even if you were to completely forget each other, if you were to meet it again afresh, mm. it would work again. Mm. That's what I mean with, like, the in your hearts thing. I think it's more of, like, divine intervention, if that makes any sense. You know, where it's, like, these two people doing these things are eventually going to meet up here because you're drawn to each other in some way. Right. Yep. Yeah, I I mean, Kate Winslet, Jim Carrey, one of the few Jim Carrey movies where he's serious. And it works. And it works really well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does still have some comedic moments, but they're played more as, like, a more reserved, nerdy guy. Yeah. But I think that it really works. A Michael Sarah-esque kind of character. Yeah, something along those lines. He's more of like sure. a real person, you know? Yeah. Like, right, yeah. He's not they as They both animated. play very, like, real people. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> they do. He's definitely not as animated as, as he normally is, and I've never been a big Kate Winslet fan, but I love, I mm-hmm. love her in this movie. But whenever yeah, I think Kate Winslet, mm-hmm. I always jump to Titanic, and I, Same. I fucking yeah. hate Titanic, so I was like, I was... What? <laughs> I think that's funny. Was Titan- I've never even seen Titanic. You're doing the right thing. Fucking subpar ass yeah, movie. Yeah, you, but... can, you can watch it, but bro, it's like... Every- yeah, I'm good. Oh my I have god. Everyone but you're such a Leo movie. fan. I don't understand. Yeah, and I think that if I were to watch that, I'm actually sure that if I were to watch that, it would ruin Leo for It me. would ruin Leo? It's not, I, it's not even like the worst movie. I just despise how many people think mm-hmm. it's the best That's movie. That's yeah. really what it is, is I know it's seen. not that as good as people think it is. It's not. My it's parents' really not. first date was the Titanic and when that oh, happened, man. it was so long that they had an intermission. Yeah. Really? Which oh, is, like, wow. crazy. My mom talks about so, that all the time with my dad because so they sad. both, like, went at the intermission and they were like, how much longer, like, is this going to go on? Yeah. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> they want, were bored. <laughs> I want yeah. intermissions to be brought back, but I, I know I'm in the... the uh, m- That's because you have a bladder the size of a thimble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's also just nice to, like, have have a midpoint stopping point where you can beg so, so what do you think if it's you know, a good like, movie do you like this movie i i agree with that right i don't know i i'm a very i'm a thorough believer in like you have sat here you have committed knock it out like when i watched i watched when i watched the the snyder cut for the first time one shot there is no stopping the oh, yeah. second time i watched it with a couple of friends and it took six hours to get through that movie and i was like this sucks just just sit still and watch the movie. But sometimes you run out of popcorn and your drink yeah. and you got larges and you get free refills and you should have the opportunity to miss nothing. Yeah. You know? Got a plan beforehand. Regal gotta, gotta needs, be prepared. Regal needs to replace their shitty ad that they had with an intermission. 
for a longer movie. A very <laughs> yeah. brief intermission. Yeah, sure. Or yeah. just do like the Alamo. No intermission. You got that little button, and they just bring Ooh, you to yeah. food. That's the way to do it. Give me my comfy seat. Give me my button so that I could I could mm-hmm, enjoy mm-hmm. my food without missing a, a minute it's of this way, movie. It's just too too superior. But yeah, I uh, did did not see this in theaters. I I think I watched it for the first time with my dad, but I can't really remember. That's a weird movie. This is a weird movie to watch with your dad. Yeah, my dad even brought this up, and he was like. Because I, I would flip through his DVD case and just point at different DVD covers yeah. that I thought looked, or DVD discs. And sometimes they'd have the cover on them, sometimes they have different art. Like, for example, Pulp Fiction. I remember reading that name, and I was like, what the hell is that about? Like, yeah. what, what, what is Pulp? Like, I've what only is Pulp? Heard, well, I've, I've literally only heard of Pulp being in Juice, so yeah, why Pulp juice. Fiction? And he was like, oh, it's a weird, you know, he would just explain the movie to me. It's very dark. He'd be like, you know, we either have to watch that later or I would watch that with you. You know, it's a blah, yeah. blah, blah. But this, this is one of the movies where he was like, oh, that, that movie is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and and he was like, this, uh, it's not only is it weird, but it's got the best Jim Carrey performance ever. And then mm. Agreed. I, I don't remember if I watched it with him. I think I did. But what I do remember is how many times people said that exact phrase to me is that this is the best performance that Jim Carrey's ever done, arguably. And because every time I'd hear someone bring it up, they're like, you got to watch it. It's Jim Carrey's best performance. Because it was around that time where like, like you were starting to realize that comedians were capable of like not just being the funniest fucking people like mm-hmm. right around then you have adam sandler doing punch drunk love yeah. which i think is like next to uncut gems it's his best performance mm-hmm. like it, and it's For so sure. d- drastically different than what we're going to talk about here in a few minutes <laughs> and it's it's i don't know i think comedians have the potential to be some of the best actors out there you just have to put them in that in that role and that role has to like be perfect Mm-hmm. for them jim carrey nobody else could have played that guy jim carrey mm-hmm. was like mm-hmm. born to do this movie and it is stood like it is stood the test of time people still talk about this movie it is still a highly sought after praised movie and with good reason like it is so good and it, every time you watch it you see something different you find something new mm-hmm. you take a weirdly like a whole different life lesson away from it every time you watch mm-hmm. it and without the movie itself losing any sort of integrity or feeling like it's, like, baiting you mm-hmm. into anything. I feel like comedians also, like, to be a comedian, you have to know your audience mm-hmm. in order to have a good show. And I feel like that helps them so much when they start to do branch out roles. Because, right. like, okay, this audience is wanting this. You know, I think it gives you, like, a broader diversity, yeah. like, in that. Yeah, I think more recently, like, someone like Bill Hader doing Barry... Yes. Yeah, exactly. Someone who... Exactly. Rob Schneider doing the Rob Schneider show, man. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, boy. He, he's just like us. It canceled already. He's no. just like us. <laughs> he's just like us, yes. That's what I want to hear he someone say. He knows what the people I'm want. just like Rob Schneider. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I will say that this movie, Eternal Sunshine, I think that multiple viewings of this is if if you're really into this movie they're very rewarding in the sense that i i I do agree with you nick i think that that there's something that can be taken away from it uh different each time and i i think that that this time that i watched it it gave me a very everything everywhere all at once yeah Mm -hmm. yeah. of it because I think that it just ends on such a hopeful note that I just wasn't 
I don't really remember it being that hopeful. Like mm -hmm. the past couple times that I watched it, and in in everything, everywhere, all at once type way that that movie's hopeful as well. Because that movie's not the most hopeful movie you've ever seen. Right. But it, it just it it ends on a nice note. That and yeah, let me ask you this: like half-ass. Do you think it's because you are in a more hopeful <laughs> part of like stage in life, watching it now than when you were, you know, the first time you watched it? Not to say, like, you were hopeless, but, like, do you feel like you're in a better stage of life, so you have a better understanding of what this movie is, like, really trying to convey to you instead of... Because I, I agree, like, the first the first time I saw it, I was like, this is the most miserable thing I've ever seen in my life. And then yeah. when I went through my whole Tumblr core phase, I was like, this is one of the most miserable movies I've ever seen. And watching it today, I was like, this is still pretty miserable, but, like, in a fantastically human kind of way. It's mm -hmm. told in a very, like, what the fuck? In a Charlie Kaufman-esque yeah. way. But it is, but it's it's still very, it's profoundly human in its storytelling. Yeah, I, I, I think that it's, yes, it is because of where I'm at in life. I think it's also just because of how I see it. Because, or, thematically wise, because this, this movie... I like movies that don't necessarily offer an explanation for hope. They're just... They are optimistic. Yeah. For the sake of being optimistic. They are trying to be positive even though the movie is not necessarily positive. I, yeah. I, I, I like stuff like that. If it's done right, sometimes movies do and you're like, that just wasn't the vibe. To, for the story to go in that direction for sure but for example whenever i was watching it previously i would come at it from a standpoint of god that really still is bad because they they both forgot themselves and now they're just going at it again there's something psychotic there yeah. within both of them that's like kind of strange and that's why I think I was just on the four, four to four and a half, or excuse me, four and a half instead of just giving it a five. Because I was like, I like this movie, I like the vibe of it, but these characters, I just can't, can't get behind Joel. I can't get behind um, Clementine uh, as 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 best as maybe other people could. Right. But then this watch through, it just it made sense by the end, just because of how one human they are but I'm kind of getting away from the from 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 my original point um, i'm just trying to say that when the movie ends and it ends on that note of even though they forgot themselves they were still able to meet up they were still able to meet again they were still able to to start again it ju it, it just felt different it didn't feel so goddamn they're probably going to separate again it was like that's what love is like, like that's okay yeah yeah like it's, it's like, okay it's okay to kind of have a falling out and then to, to, to come back together there's, and there's always going to be times where like it comes to a head yeah. you're yeah. gonna have like that there are going to be those moments where you're just like these are things that my partner does and it is so fucking frustrating well, and, like, and it's not a bad thing it doesn't no. mean you hate them or that you need to like drop them and forget or anything like that you're gonna say things that inevitably like the human experience like we all don't want to be hurt and we also don't want to hurt somebody else right like and i think the worst thing is like hurting someone unintentionally mm -hmm. and i think that's what like this movie is like a good depiction of is it's just like missed connections like yep. over and over and over again and that's what any 
like whether it's like a friend or a wife or like your mom you know what i mean happens all the time yeah it's you only know? human i've also this is like so funny to me every time i bring up this movie to people like all the time they're always like oh it's such a sad movie like it's so depressing it's so this and that's why i'm such like a hardcore like defender of this because i've always viewed it as hopeful like since the first time so i watched a- it to now which is yeah. so wild because i'm like i don't understand how you watch it and like not be hopeful like especially when joel and clementine are like in his childhood like scene and it shows that like she's trying to help him right you know and i was like she like we're all bad people you know what i mean like every human on earth is like we're all we're all great and everything but we can do fucked up things and that's that's okay like you're gonna have to like that kind of sounds like some deal with that again christian stop no (laughs) don't ever say that about me um (laughs) But it, it, it's just true. It's just the patterns of life. It's like you have a really, really great time with whatever experience or relationship you're going through. And then things come to a head. And there's some things that, like I wish I could go to like whatever that what is it Lunica? I thought it was Lucana. Lucana. And like you you go there. I, w- I would go there. You know what I mean? For some things. And then it's like, well, it's actually better to have those memories, mm-hmm. even if they are painful and they're hard to deal with. And I think that's a, that's a big thing to like come to terms with uh, as a whole. Like taking like... I, like you said, I think everybody at, at this table or anybody on this planet could think of a specific traumatic moment and be like, I wish I don't didn't have to live with that. Yeah. Memory. However, yeah. having that memory is what makes you who you are now mm-hmm. and you like how you handled it and the growth you took from it. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't have that growth without the bad thing happening. Life is always going to have bad things happen, but it's kind of how you how you move forward from it if mm-hmm. you just like let it be like this ankle weight that you just attach to yourself and stay stagnant forever or if you are ready to you know take that next step and face it head on and mm-hmm. learn from it it's very true i also just want to add that this movie if you're viewing it strictly from what does this have to say about real life right it's i think that michelle gondry does this well in in other movies too kind of like the science of sleep Mm -hmm. like another one of my favorites yeah it's a great movie but that movie if you just pay attention to its story it'll tell you enough about its characters for you to understand what's going on right and that's really it if you start thinking about why the characters are doing what they're doing it's not Mm -hmm. that it's not that it falls apart it's just its characters come across as very childlike in, Mm -hmm. in a way so it's like you can't can't poke and pry too much right. at what they're doing which that that's not a dig at, no at, at but it's like we do that to ourselves i feel you know what yeah. i mean sure. like we don't question when when i tell somebody or i ask somebody to do something i'm not thinking my motivation behind it it's just like that's what i want them to do right. or you know that's like that is a thing it's like we don't yeah. question that within ourselves <laughs> and i think it's just really funny to like see these two characters who like you said matt are like childish and they're like what the fuck are you doing yeah, right? and there's shit that i'm doing that people are looking at me like what the fuck are you doing you know and it's just cool like you're That's like true. seeing your own experience reflected back at you yeah and you're like oh shit <laughs> like what is happening right now and and even like at the end of the movie when they they're listening to all of the things that yeah. they hate about each other mm-hmm. and at the end when jim carrey's like uh, she's she's even telling him like this is what it's going to end like. Mm-hmm. Do you, are you sure you want to go through with this? He's like, okay, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind. And and I think that that's exactly what we've been talking about. Like, yeah. That that moment, um, is I think it was the moment that like switched it for me to being like, oh wow, this movie is so beautiful and like mm-hmm. hopeful. Is because like 
even with all of that, like none of that really even matters. Yeah. Right. Like it's worth going through all that mm. for the people you love. Yeah. Just to, just to spend time with that, with that person essentially. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think that it's, it's great. Also, I love how, how the movie, if you just pay attention to its story, it, it pulls its characters together, not for like thematical reasons it simply is that clementine erased joel from her memory Mm -hmm. joel was very upset and decided to do the same thing and even though he was like i don't i wish i didn't choose to erase her from my memory it's because he did erase her from her memory that they can meet again Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. both of them Mm -hmm. for the first time right essentially Mm -hmm. which is like if you think about it it, it's like it was the only way for for their relationship to restart yeah that clean slate man yeah. yeah, it's just and it's just handled so well, and it's like flawless storytelling. Like it's you have so good. you have like this like, like I said, this fantastical inside Jim Carrey's head universe where everything is like kind of building itself, tearing itself apart, and then you have reality with with Kirsten Dunst, Mark Ruffalo, Elijah mm-hmm. Wood, and and Tom Wilkinson, and like like and it's just the way that like the, the everybody from like the Lucado like the, their office, the way that like. All of these characters. Lacuna. Lacuna. That's what it is. Lacuna. Okay. Look, so apologies if you're listening to this and we... <laughs> Someone out there is like, I love a fucking god! <laughs> but just like the, the way that like their, their like inter-office politics are handled and the way that like you're, you're, you're sort of introduced to these characters is like they have this system, it's flawless and it's unbelievable like the work that they're doing mm-hmm. and then it all comes down to like these are just a bunch of people that weirdly kind of like resent each other but like very quietly and like they all have their own skeletons in their closet and you find out that the the main doctor that's created this whole thing is also kind of a fucking scumbag yeah and his scumbaggery leads into kirsten nuns being like i'm not dealing with this shit anymore and i'm undoing everything that he's done and it's so it's handled just so well yeah it's a beautiful movie on like being a human and i think it's like a fantastical approach to like Oh, if I could do that. And it's like, here's why that's probably not that great of an idea. Yeah, like, right? Without it being, like, preached to you. Like, your memories are important. Yeah. Like, don't, you know, do this. It's just like, look at these people doing life. And how crazy is that? I, I love just, how it, it does just leave it open-ended in a way. Just because mm-hmm. it's not trying to be too on the nose. It's just a simple story. Mm-hmm. But it leaves that, that, that question of even if you didn't have any memories. You know, the people who you meet. Is that is there more there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it more about destinies, maybe being intertwined instead of it being just mm-hmm. circumstance or you know? Because I mean, the movie does kind of open up with just a random, you know, Joe randomly goes to Montauk. Mm-hmm. It feels so random, but like, is it really random or is there like something that? Which it's not. That's like, the crazy of, thing is when in the beginning in the of the story, movie but... he's like, oh, I felt just kind of off today. Like, oh, I just felt like I should go do this. And that's, I think that's like the whole thing of everybody in this movie is like, they've all, like, especially with the doctor, like the main guy who does this. And then the receptionist. Yeah. You know, and like how it's like, oh no, like they, you know, like she actually fell in love with him before and then she chose to get her memory wiped. And then she does the whole thing again to the point where the wife of the doctor comes back and is like, oh, this has happened. Like I figured this would happen. Here I am. You know, just seeing if this would. Yeah, it's just so crazy. Now, Joey, you brought up a theory before we started recording this that you don't think that this is the first time that it's happened. Well, I, I. I see that now. I actually, I feel like Matt uh, 
kind of pulled on that more. But one thing I noticed, and I, I'm still not even sure. I feel like I need to watch it like four more times to actually really understand it. Well, like the beginning of the movie is almost where the end of the movie ends. It, it almost like picks mm-hmm. up from there. And I, I don't think I ever noticed that. But what we were talking about, it, it, it really feels like this wasn't their first time erasing each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would I would believe that. Yeah, it, it, because in I th- I think there's really three different instances we see in that movie alone where they meet each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You you have it at the beach, you have it at the train and then uh at the end, you know, where they where they meet each other again mm-hmm. and um um I think that kind of goes into it as well that like it ties into the soulmate soulmate part of it too that mm-hmm. like you were just attracted to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that it, the universe in all of its power will will connect you to no, no matter how hard you try to erase them. There's no science or technology that can wipe you. Yeah, from them truly. And so I I think that adds a lot more depth to the movie that what we're talking about. Like with because this movie could have just been very baseline. He's erasing yeah. her. She erased him, and that's it. But there's so much more to it that I think Michelle Gondry. Mm-hmm. really like layers it on I, to be honest I don't know if he's done anything nearly as good as this movie either. Yeah, that like, Science of me. Sleep is I think the second best but yeah, um, I enjoyed a, Science of Sleep Science yeah. of Sleep is so good what was that it one he did that short for what was it the Tokyo Mm-hmm. With the with the woman turning into a chair, yeah, that, that one's uh, that, that one's, one's so crazy good. too. That one's so good. I think he did Green Hornet too. He did do Green yeah, Hornet. Yeah, funny enough, yeah. he did. Another crazy thing about Eternal Sunshine that I just want to bring up real quick yeah. is you see them and, and like the soulmate thing is like cool to me. You know, like oh, like we're always attracted to each other. Like that's so wild. But when we meet like Joel and Clementine, they are these people. Like they're just it is what it is. And by the end of the movie. Joel and Clementine, there's really no, like, growth. Like, they're still having these deep conversations, like, quote-unquote, right. to, like, make each other feel important and, like, you know, all these different things. Like, as we all do, you know, when we're yeah. having things. But they keep erasing each other, so they will never grow from wanting each other. You know what I mean? Like, there's never going to be... Joel, at this point, he work, let's, works a 9-to-5, gets on the train, does the same shit every fucking day. Clementine does the same thing. Works at Barnes mm-hmm. & Noble, Manic Pixie Dream Girl, whole thing. They get into, like, a relationship. Someone had to say it. Yeah. They... I wanted to be her so bad. And then I watched Joel. this later, and I was like, oh, my Joel, God. Joel was, like, so normal, and he needs that He needs that kind of, like, chaos. chaos. And Clementine wants to be more grounded, but not as grounded. Yeah. But because they keep erasing each other, they're going to keep seeking that same thing because they don't remember this experience. Which I you know, just, like, they're never going to grow from that. They're going to keep yeah. just going and going and going, like... And I just want to pick up exactly where you're going, because this ties into, I think, another inter- interpretation of the movie. Because Joey is looking at it like, maybe, you know, this is... Because I, I, I agree, you could totally argue that, and you could totally see that, that this isn't the first time that they've erased each other. I think that that's what the movie's almost alluding to. Yeah. Even with simple things like, why is Mark Ruffalo so lax? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. he's like a little bit why too indeed? lax. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe this is this guy's seventh time mm-hmm. getting this procedure done. He's like, okay, like get that. in here. Okay, set right. the thing up. Yeah. And he almost knew, like, his outline of his apartment, too. Like, he knew where, like, the liquor and was. And they followed him. 
Yeah. Like on his and, route. And they also like, waved. Remember whenever they're like, like they literally wave at him out front of his apartment. And, and they laugh. Interprets it as like, uh, oh shit, they're like, who is that? Like, you know, causing like trouble yeah. and like making me stressed. But they're like, ha, that's so him. funny. Like, like, you oh don't remember? God, <laughs> it worked is. again. Like, yeah. yeah it's like, it's, they, we like, got him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. we did a damn this good job. But I did want to bring up the quote, which is one of the best parts of the movie where, you know, Kirsten Dunst is pretty much confessing her love for Howard, I think is his name. I think Howard, yeah. Yeah, Dr. Howard, whatever. But she quotes a poem that was written by Alexander Pope, and it's called uh, Eloisa to Abelard. I'm pretty sure is is, is which I, is a great poem. I say its title. Yeah, it's very long. I was only yeah. expecting mm-hmm. like one stanza, but the one part that that she quotes is how happy is the blameless vestal's lot, the world forgetting, but by the world forgot. Eternal sunshine of the spotless mind, each prayer accepted and each wish resigned. I think that that it says a lot for why. Um clementine and joel keep on pursuing the relationship because it's like there that they find eternal happiness is mm-hmm. finding each other and then getting their memory wiped and then doing it mm-hmm. all over again is like now they're in a constant loop of eternal happiness essentially mm-hmm. eternal sunshine of the spotless mind it makes you think of the future about that too like if it goes on for because we don't really get a resolution yeah we just know that it's gonna happen again but at what point is it gonna happen where they're like all right like let's go to lacuna tomorrow you know what i mean like when does it become like a plan you know like when does it become less of an impulse if that is a thing you know and it also might be the end because kirsten dunst is almost like outing them too at the end of that movie so Mm -hmm. they're this operation, this business might be might be done done, but we also don't know that yeah i also told matt i think it's really cool in the movie how lacuna is such this like scientific revolution yeah of of sorts like it's such a big thing and they have like a tiny little townhouse that's cramped together with equipment i thought that was like so funny to me yeah because it's like they're doing it like like you have to sign paperwork you know what right. I mean? you have to have lawyers it has to be legal in some way you know like yeah. and they have like this tiny little like hole in the wall thing that people go to and like people do it for all sorts of reasons you see the lady in it who is erasing her dog from yeah. her life like she's holding the bowl and the bone and the little name plaque and everything you know and then you get the yeah and then you get the person who's calling and it's like sorry ma'am i can't do this three times in one month you know yeah. like that's just gonna like rip your brain to shreds like if you want to do it you know and then she like does like a consult like she books a consult for her you know yeah. to talk to the doctor yep strange movie i think it really works yeah. i love it it's a beautiful movie i think it's, like I think a, it's a perfect movie i'm biased I like. I don't it. know if that would make you buy it. I don't if know it's, if it's your favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. That's not biased. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's amazing. It's an important movie that I think that I think everybody should should have to should watch at least once. Yeah. I think that it's gonna it's not gonna speak the same volumes to a younger audience as it as it did to like people that like were on Tumblr when that movie just like appeared. Mm. Yeah. Because like it came out before Tumblr was like a big thing, but then like Tumblr like found it and was just like my whole entire personality is based on this movie, and it made sense. Like, mm-hmm. if you were on Tumblr, there was a reason, and that movie was, like, the yes. reason. So, yeah. it Man, was perfect. If I could go back to Tumblr when I was in 2014, 
Actually, I take half that statement away because yeah. that was a very mentally ill time in my life being on Tumblr. Um, but yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> but like the good parts of it were like really fucking good. Like, yeah, it was great. I met a lot of cool people in 2014 on Tumblr. Also met a lot of people that I feel like I, I'm really happy I never, never hear from. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I, I only met people I hope are doing well and I never <laughs> want to hear from again. Exactly. So, yeah, one of them still follows me on Instagram. We were in, like, trigger warning. We were in, like, a pro-Anna group, if you know what that means. I'm sorry. And we followed each other to keep us accountable on that. I'm and have to that, Google that real was quick. fucking crazy. Take a brief intermission. Pro-Anna. <laughs> it's going to give you a trigger. It's going to give you a warning, like, hey, are you doing all right, kid? You doing fine? <laughs> like, is everything okay? Yeah. So you'd, like, be in a group with a bunch of fucking, like, 14-year-olds being like, what the fuck did you eat today, bitch? Like, like, did you work out for three hours? Yeah, it was so bad. Still likes my tattoos and shit on Instagram. It's kind of wild. That's I follow up. her back. She's doing great. That's the yeah. only person I want to see. Everybody else, go fuck yourselves. Like, Dang, mine is literally, mine, mine was just like, you're not listening to Midwest emo hard enough. You're not, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not growing a beard well enough. Mine was like, we're all going to inpatient someday. Like, <laughs> What um? <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you in the grippy socks, bitch. Like <laughs> I'll see you at the title fight show. What, yeah. are we, what are we giving the Turtle Sunshine and Spotless Mind? Unless there's anything else anybody wants to add. Five for me. Yeah. Yeah. Five. five. Yeah. Five. It's a five. five. No. No. No contest on Reaper. Yeah, it's yeah. a great. It's a great movie. I think that Michelle Gondry does really good job at making things feel surreal and. Really close to home as well. And having the writing of Charlie Kaufman, like, it's just like, it's just a treasure trove of, of wealth. So this this was written by Kaufman. It's written by Kaufman mm-hmm. and yeah, Godfrey directs. Like, yeah, it's great. It's great. What a great combo, honestly. Yeah, great, great Fives combo. Fives all around. I wish that, that they would return uh, again because oh my God, I, yeah, I just I, saw that Michelle Godfrey put out a movie this year. What? Yeah. Okay. No way. Oh, yeah, wow. it sounds fucking crazy. Researching. It's called. Um, I don't know anybody in this fucking movie, but for the record. Um, oh my god, where did it go? It doesn't seem super popular yet. Um, the Book of Solutions. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Oh. I'm assuming it's in French. I would assume, because yeah. there's only French actors in this movie. Cool. I remember my um, French teacher in high school went to France, and he met a guy named Michel, which is just Michael, you know, yeah. in American. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Um, the French guy used to be really mad because he'd be like, everybody thinks Michelle is a woman's name. It's a man's name. Like, we'd, like, pop off about it. And I thought yeah. that was so funny. <laughs> oh, it's got, uh, France, I think it's Francois Lebrun in it. She was the, the woman with dementia in Vortex. Mm. And Sting as himself. Oh. What? I don't know what the fuck with that. I'm, I'm curious to say the least. This is... It has a 64 on Rotten Tomatoes. That means it's goaded. I'm gonna yeah. have to, I'll have to check it out. Well, let's talk about another five-star movie, guys. Oh, my God. The movie where we are really going to... Or we could just leave it there. This is just an Eternal Sunshine podcast episode. It could be. 50 First Stars. 50 First Stars. Matt, what is 50 First Dates about? Directed by Peter Seagal. Kill came yourself. out in 2004, same year as Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Wow. wow. I didn't actually know that. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, kind of crazy. Tagline. Imagine having to win over the girl of your dreams. Every friggin' day. Are you serious? Does it say friggin'? It, it does it say friggin'? Like double G. Double G I N. 
That's disgusting and never do that again. Oh, man. Summary goes like this. Henry is a player skilled at seducing women. Looks like that, by the way. But when this veterinarian meets Lucy, a girl with a quirky problem when it comes to total (laughs) recall, he realizes it's possible to fall in love all over again. And again. And again. That's because the delightful Lucy has no short-term memory. (laughs) So... Henry must woo her day after day until he finally sweeps her off of her feet. We're calling a disability quirky. Right? That's 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 exactly what you're saying. And also the fact that that was so long. She is the manic pixie dream girl. She is. (laughs) Oh my god, what a fucking... Somebody at Letterboxd Clementine looks so badass. (laughs) Yeah. Holy god. She's not a great person. No. Oh my god, what a... Descriptor, description of such a movie. It was rough. Also, the only, time, 3. 2. the only time they get a whoop, like, like the whole womanizer thing, is it's just the intro. And then you see him, like, working at an aquarium. Yeah. he's all Because he, his whole shtick is that he's picking up women on vacation, yeah. which is cool until he goes to a diner that has been there forever. And yes. he just happens to yes. go there the day that Drew Barrymore goes there. Even though Drew Barrymore goes there... Every day. Every fucking day. Every day. <laughs> and then he touches her food. Yeah. Yeah, we were all sitting there just like, did he just like put his hands in her food? And then and at she, one point, about he it. just does that, and she and calls him out on it. Yeah. happy about it. Like, oh my like, god. Oh. It was like, I remember being, okay, so it's 2000, 2004 you said it came out? Yeah. Okay, so Same I'm 12, here. so I'm having the time of my life. Like, this is the right movie for me to be watching, because it's just walrus penis jokes and drew barrymore like i don't even i don't even know even then i was not like drew barrymore total fox like it was just like all right yeah but it's adam sandler so i'm here to i'm having a good time and it's the guy from lord of the rings with a lisp like fucking hilarious i'm gonna have to enjoy this it it is the guy from it's sam it's sam yeah so i'm like (laughs) let's go uh and i i I hadn't watched it in, in decades at this point, and I was just like, "It's." I'm sure it's not as good as I remembered it being. As a 12 year old, that movie was was so fun, and we threw it on the other night, and I was like, "Man, there, this is awful. Like this, there is nothing fun about this movie whatsoever. It's not funny. Rob Schneider is hor. Every time he shows up on screen, you're like, "Fucking god, not this again." He's gonna tell do some bit that's not funny, and it's gonna go on way too long. And it's also like, yeah, they make out this this thing that she has, which is a like horrible, horrible, traumatic dis- disability. And they're and just like this, they're like, what if we make it like fun and quirky and like kind of adorbs that she that she like can't remember anything. Yeah. And it's like that's not funny. That's fucking devastating. It also yeah. just makes it seem like he's seeking her out. Only because of this. The quirky you, disability. Like, uh, because she won't remember. Like, it's not yeah. because, like, I want to win her over every single day. It's like, <laughs> this bitch won't even remember if I made her mad well, yesterday. Yeah. Like, the, the dad asks him, like, why are you doing this? And he's like, honestly, sir, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. He literally doesn't have an explanation. He's just like, I really like her. It's like. For what? Are you not thinking about. <laughs> I like the fact that I'm better than her, and that I can remember more than her, and that I can definitely have her under my thumb at any given moment. Yeah! And just to show you how much I love her, I'm gonna make a VHS tape that will traumatize her every Every single morning till she just fucking dies one day. 
Yeah. I'm going to get her pregnant, too. <laughs> also, I'm going to be so real with you. If I went to a diner, I'm single, right? Mm-hmm. I see a man building a house out of French toast. I'm avoiding that person like the plague. Isn't that like I will, like, I would, I would never talk to you ever. I would be very concerned. I think you were a fucking child. That's the person. That's that's like a person like planning like a school shooter scenario using a Waffle House. Yeah, like, and then he's like, "Here, I can make it better." Here's a fucking toothpick, you stupid bitch. Like what? <laughs> like it? Uh, yeah, he's not a gr- he's not a great character. And they, the two besides that, these two people have zero chemistry. No. Whatsoever. From the minute they they introduce each other, introduce themselves to each Doesn't other, make sense. till the last shot of the movie, it's just like these are two people that shouldn't be together they're just together to be together and even when drew barrymore has burned everything yeah it it doesn't you know according to the movie's logic should not be able to remember her or adam sandler at all she's still having dreams about about him and uh which that's a miracle which it is it's called a miracle how like because <laughs> that's, that's she doesn't remember yeah, anything how, but else it's, you're telling it's me adam sandler had such an impact on her life the sandman dream yeah that she dreams of him but she doesn't dream of like who her brother is and her father like are you kidding me like well i mean i mean like, she knows I mean, it's like the only i, I, I just, i'm falling back on whatever but i just think it's 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 really funny that uh eternal sunshine and this operate in worlds where their main plots can be undone or like it doesn't matter essentially it's like it doesn't matter that you know joel and clementine get their memories wiped they'll still fall in love with each other it doesn't matter that that drew barrymore um that got in this car accident or like it doesn't matter that she excuse me it doesn't matter that she burns every piece of evidence of Adam Sandler being in her life because she's going to have dreams about him. It's yeah. like no matter what they do, they can't escape. They always come back to each other. Still pulling him That's how soulmates work, but man. He's tr- okay, I will say in 50 First Dates, he's trying too hard oh, to like, oh, make this work. Like, at least in Eternal Sunshine, you're like, oh my gosh, it's so serendipitous. Like, isn't that crazy how the universe works? And Adam Sandler is literally gagged and tied up in the back of a truck in order (laughs) for her to stop her car. Yeah, it kind of seems like psychological manipulation. Yeah. All to just get laid by a girl that you can have, like, the ultimate one-night stand with. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it doesn't make sense for me, like... It, the the her, her parents and or her dad and her brother are so like defensive over her about like well what are you gonna do like, yeah do you have sex and like all these different things and like whatever and then it happens and she's not gonna remember it yeah, yeah. like at all like the movie leaves a lot on the table and I think that like I get that like you're supposed to watch this movie and just like turn your brain off and let the good times roll but like on top of the fact that like watching it now through like 2023 eyes it's like a a terrorist attack on Drew Barrymore. Yeah. But, like, the humor itself is, like, not fun. Like, there's nothing that happens. Not funny. Like, I remember we were watching it and I was like, when 10 Second Tom shows up, I'm gonna lose my fucking mind. That was my favorite part of this movie as a kid. And watching it now, I was like, I was like, kind of funny, I guess. It's kind of sad. It is kind of depressing, yeah. really, when you look at it. Like, this and guy's life so is probably miserable. Him. Yeah, right? They're so <laughs> Like, picking him. on him. 
Like, oh, don't worry, you won't remember this. Yeah. Or was I like shot in the head, or was I? Hi, I'm Tom. And it's yeah. just like, dude, that's so, that sucks. That's so fucking sad. The only funny part, I was just telling Matt this, like, on the way here, the funniest part, if only, like, the genuinely funniest part of the movie is when he's on the boat. <laughs> and he's like, what an if he does. And he's, like, <laughs> sobbing. Like, over his, he's like, why the hell would she give this to me? Like, you know, that's hilarious. Like, I think that yeah. was, like, so good. And, and the fact that that's not on the soundtrack to Fifty First Dates is so weird. Yeah. My mom bought that CD because she was like, I want to listen to that one song. And I'm like, you can buy the Beach Boys album. <laughs> yeah, right. Fine. And she's like, she's like, it's not on here, but Adam Sandler's ukulele bullshit song on the beach is on there. Oh, man. It kind of like makes fun of her. Grab like, Loki. Like, about another first kiss. <laughs> it's like, you fucking suck and you're an idiot. My flightless bird. Yeah. You fucking yeah. suck. <laughs> Yeah, like, give me some sugar, baby. Yeah, it's so bad. And the fact that, like, her dad and brother were just like, yeah, Adam Sandler, you can do whatever you want now because she sings whenever she comes home from me. (laughs) Like, that. yeah, you're good. She's all yours, man. (laughs) That's so true. Dude. Like, do you even care about your daughter, dude? At all. No, also the, okay, the amount of effort they go through to, like, Hide it. To hide yeah, it yeah. is kind of like I understand she can have a meltdown. Yeah. Like, I, I I get that. And she's gonna forget tomorrow anyways. So yeah. whatever. But it's like kind of fucked up still. Yeah. Also, oh for sure. How much money have you like put into yeah. like how much money does a newspaper cost from that specific date with the same headline every day? I just wanna know how much money has gone into the show. And they're repainting that room every fucking every day. Paint is not free. Imagine it's not cheap. Imagine it being midnight. Your daughter has just finished painting the garage, and then you and your son have to go out there and repaint the Paint entire the thing. Horrible, fucking thing. Horrible. That's purgatory. Like, you were caught in purgatory. These motherfuckers are the real Sisyphus out there. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Over and over and over again. Until Adam Sandler randomly shows up and is like, I'm going to take the boulder off your hands. <laughs> And you're like, why? I don't Do know. You, don't, don't, yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking boulder. And he's I, like, uh, I just really like this. I like the boulder. Yeah. 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 And you're just like, okay. I decided to give up my dreams to date your daughter that can't remember my name. But he didn't. No, he didn't. He Instead, didn't he's like, all, I got an even better idea. He made no sacrifice. Yeah. I'm going to drag this her. This was all a bit for him. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to drag her to the other side of the fucking world. With this, th- with this problem, so that when she wakes up every day, she's like, "Oh, I'm not even in Hawaii anymore." Yeah. <laughs> and she has a kid. She has a baby. Imagine literally just waking up and being like, "Oh, you're in labor, by the way." <laughs> Yesterday, yeah. you were just picking up a pineapple. Now <laughs> you're on a boat, fucking giving birth. Also, I think you mentioned that while we were in Salem, you were like, "It would be crazy if you're," or it was either you or Molly, and it was like, "It'd be crazy if like." her labor lasted more than 24 hours like most yeah. women's do yeah so you're in labor for like 24 hours you like it hits yeah. that point you know you probably yep. pass the fuck out you wake up you have no idea what's happening yeah yeah or waking up every month and <laughs> bless you you wake up every month and like your stomach is just more round and then yeah. somebody has to explain to you that you're having a baby yeah and then you have to and then you not just like then there's this, there's this kid there's a kid that every day for the rest of that kid's life is going to have to reintroduce them to their mom. That sucks. That's tr- that's 
Yeah. Horrible. They also address it in the movie, though. They're like, what's going to happen? They don't even address it. He's like, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And then yeah. they end on that bridge, and then there's no, like, And the kid isn't even in the videotape. No! Dude, I love how the first iteration of, of, of the videotape is, like, so happy, and then at the very middle, the car crash cut comes in, and yeah. it starts playing really dramatic music. It's very sad. The last videotape, which plays doesn't even have a happy segment it just immediately opens up with the car crash yeah. shot which i know <laughs> is probably a super cut of that scene but that is so, doesn't like, stop it, it from being it, hilarious it made me laugh so hard that it's like you know in the future adam sandler doesn't want to make a whole videotape or maybe he doesn't have enough time to actually make a whole recap of, of her life so he just immediately tells her hey you were in a car accident you don't remember anything <laughs> it's like right off the bat you you've had a child I am your husband. Put on a jacket. Come on, let's go. Let's yeah, like, dude, you don't need to do this. Like, this is not, like, I'm not saying, like, she doesn't deserve to be loved or anything like that. But, I don't know. I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take, like, a dementia patient to the other side of the world on a boat. Yeah. That'd be fucking crazy. Like, she needs a friend. She needs a friend. She, she needs, needs, like, she, routine. She needs Snapchat AI. That would <laughs> That would have been it. I mean, she should have just stayed in the hospital, honestly. Also true. She's in a better place, literally. And Adam Sandler's like, you want to get on a boat with me? Yeah. <laughs> You're just like, what the fuck, dude? Call it. Sail away. And in a way, didn't she technically say, I don't want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. He convinced her, essentially, to do and it. Because she forgot. Just, she burned everything. Movie. She forgot it. And I know it's like digging deep into it but because it's not that funny you know what i mean like it's not you have to think of something while you're watching I, I, it. you get too drawn into the details yeah like, do. well it's because rob schneider the comedic relief is not enough not to, funny. To, to keep you like oh man i can't wait for us to get off this plot so that we we're, so, <laughs> we're we're back in line with with rob schneider's weird hawaiian dad plot mm -hmm. where like he's always complaining about having a wife and uh, always ripping his stitches open and ripping his stitches oh doing, uh, doing Hawaiian Which, dude, voice. I remember that being hilarious when I was a child. Same. None of the jokes landed. Like, no. Like I remember, no. I remember laughing so hard every time. And he's like, I think, like I think I ripped my stitches open again. Like yeah. after he like fell through the the, the deck of the boat. You got so, you dude. got you got an animal or something because I feel something licking me. Yeah, like yeah. I was like that's fucking funny. Yeah, it's funny, but it, dude, it's not. As an adult, you're like you gotta get off the screen. Like you are you are sucking the air out of the room. Literally. And then even like oh my god, some of those early jokes where it was like, Dad, what's a nympho? And then he just like had to explain that. It's like what the. Fuck? fuck is yeah. happening and then also how he's like i want to live vicariously through you like what like who is this guy what is going on and yeah he, how he hates his life so much however his kids are like synchronized gymnasts yeah which yes. is so, like they golfed in that's, the same swing. that's the whole bit is like, that everybody's life is better than his what Rob a bit. That's so funny. Sounds like you got to man the shade, bro. It sounds like you can get high all day and surf all day and you don't do anything. Yeah, while well, your kids are gods at everything they put their hands on. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Like, your life is not bad. And your wife is taking care of them. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I was like, I don't think you're doing jack but you want it, but, yeah. you, but you have to live through Adam Sandler, the guy who's taking advantage of a girl with a disability. This is your dream right here. Also, the guy where, like, the movie opens up and he's actually pretending to be a spy. Like, this is who you want to vicariously Yeah, right? This guy, this guy kind of sucks. This guy? I don't Jesus. know. It makes me very nervous to, like, go back and try to rewatch, like, other Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Like, growing up, 
They've never been like a hundred percent. Yeah, but like it makes me afraid that I'll go back and watch them and be like, oh, were these like just genuinely never funny? Like, yeah. like for me, like Happy Gilmore is one of my favorite. I Adam's love. Like, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, I love Happy. I'm, I'm so scared. When's the last time you watched it? It's been a while. Aren't I'm, you scared that if you went back and yeah, watched it? Same thing with like Waterboy. Oh. I feel like Waterboy will not age well. I will say I went back and watched. Not, not it wasn't too long ago. I watched The Wedding Singer. Oh yeah, and it was definitely not as funny as I remember. It was still funny, but I was there was like jokes that I was like, "Man, what the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah. Every time, um, oh, what's what's her name? There's a trans. There's a trans person that's and and they make like a thousand trans jokes every time. Like they just like uh, someone just walk across the screen, and you're like, "Holy they shit!" They had a trans joke in fucking this movie. They did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of the the few funny points of the movie though to that's me what yeah. sucks. it's like the only part that was kind of funny yeah. yeah and you were like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, you're right though yeah and it's that guy who's like what? oh my god it's the girl it's the the girl that, that he's working with where she's behind him at the bar and he's pawning off the woman that he was going to sleep with onto her and she's like isn't that a isn't that a woman back there? And he's like, gee, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You're too drunk to remember, <laughs> right? It's like burn. Get him. <laughs> it's just like uh, this is funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid to go back and watch. Yeah, like Waterboy, Billy yeah. Madison, Happy Gilmore. I just I fear that they will all inevitably not be funny because this like I loved this movie as a kid. This was such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, bad. It. Yeah, I, it's been a while since I had seen it, but yeah, it's it did not age well at all. It does make me nervous to watch Adam Sandler movies. Yeah. Oh my god! Luckily, I just... we do have Uncut Gems. Yes. And that movie and Punch Drunk. Love. It'll be and fine. Punch Drunk yeah. Love. Punch Drunk Love. Great. Great. You guys got to see Rain Over Me. Oh, I've that's never an, seen it. That's another ser- where he plays a 9/11 survivor. Whoa. It's like really? very Whoa. sad. All he does is play Shadow of the Colossus all day. It is so good. It Whoa, is such a good. I would movie. love to watch something like that. Right. I love Adam Sandler when he's in a serious role, so it's, I can't imagine that I miss this over. Rain over me, man. What do we, uh, do we have any other sick burns on 51st Date? I just remembered when they're about to fuck, and that one guy, the the guy we keep shitting on. Rob Schneider. Time, Rob Schneider is, like, in the tank somehow. Yeah. What the fuck? What, what's up And that's supposed that? to be, like, the, oh my god, this is so fucking funny moment. Yeah. And also, you have dolphins there, who are, like, the most sentient sea creatures, just watching you do your shit. Like, yeah, okay. right? Okay. Weird. And he lives on, I'm not, listen, if you're listening at home, I don't judge your current living situation whatsoever. The housing market is a nightmare. Um, but for Adam Sandler to be living in the bottom of an aquarium in a basement, I know it smells like shit in there. Oh, yeah. I know it smells so bad. Like, so bad. And Drew Barrymore's like, I, I like, like that, that smell. smell. There's there's the quirkiness. Oh, she's different. She loves the smell like, of fish no. hands. You're gross. Right. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not... You might not be a great person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe just avoid this one. The walrus penis jokes. So many. So it many. Like every 15 minutes. And I'm like, I'm not like grass humor is disgusting or anything like that but it was like this is not a funny bit no this is not a funny bit at all also it's like isn't that his opening line with drew barrymore i think it's like the second time i think they it's meet. like the first or se- yeah then it is the first time because she says it's the second biggest in the world and she goes who's the first and she he points at the the guy working at the diner is like probably tattoo face over there yeah and she busts out laughing and i was like that wasn't funny no one would laugh at that no. wouldn't you be like wouldn't you, and someone would be like, how did I get here? How how did I get to this diner sitting across from this guy talking about walrus 
dick size. And also the pineapple car incident of whenever that came out. Like, it's a. I know it's supposed to be tragic and funny. Pick a side because (laughs) I was like. Or with the cow, where they yeah. like almost hit the cow. It's I'm like, not meant to be funny though. I, like, that's what I'm I, saying. I, I thought it was hilarious how they yeah. filmed it. They're like it looks funny. To yeah, me. I always it thought it was supposed like to joke. be funny, but yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's supposed to be funny. It's to be funny. And then he takes her back to the tree, where she yeah. got brain damage, and then like, play, and then playfully playfully chases her. And like this weird, like, I'm gonna get you. Kind of <laughs> yeah. I was just like, oh my god, I hate this. I hate this couple like, so much. Holy fucking god. Yeah, yeah it's uh I'm going out on a limb and giving this movie a one out of five. Not wow. I, a one and a half. I had it at like a two, but the more I've thought about it, just like the angrier I've gotten. Yeah, I think I'm I'm gonna lower mine to a one and a half as well, just because I, I as with what you're saying, I started out with a two and a, a two and a half. Yeah. I Which started is there, insane. And then I was like I kept thinking about it and I was like, I don't think it's a middle of the road movie. Like I didn't I didn't enjoy it yeah. enough to give it that. The same. amount of movies you've given a two and a half that were actually insanely good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this movie's not a two and a half. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why I was like, you then, cannot. And then I gave it a two and I was like, that's still too high because I didn't find that many things to bump it up to a two. One and a half is like is, is conservative. If I watched it again, it probably would go down again. I'm, I'm hoping not. I never, ever, 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 ever have to watch this movie again. Right. It was just weird just sitting like we were at the we were at the we were at the Airbnb in Philly and it was just like you could hear a pin drop during that movie from just Bro, four people sitting there not laughing for an hour and a half. Yep, it's sad, but hey, we're here and uh, plenty of, of of better movies. What uh what correlations do you see between the two? Well, I mean, I, I do just want to touch on once again. I do think that it's really interesting how how both movies play out on that idea that you know you can't escape your who's your soulmate essentially. Mm-hmm. And I just think that it's funny how how like the sad movie is more hopeful than the funny hopeful yeah. movie is because like the the correlation between I guess the 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 two of them that I'm going on is the whole thing that you can't escape what's truly destiny, but how it's approached is you got to be very tactful. Right. If it's, if it's approached in a very silly kind of funny way that 51st dates does, it comes across as cheesy, very silly and not meaningful at all. Yeah. Uh, I think that you do need to approach it mindfully. In order for it to actually work. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? It. Yeah, I think that's a major one for sure. I, 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 to be honest, I don't know of any other correlations besides that. The, the relationship. Right one, yeah, the, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the relationship. The, yeah, the soulmate part. Mm-hmm. I think it's also too, like, in etern- my correlation is like, in Eternal Sunshine, fi- Joel finding out that Clementine lost her memory, he could have done the same thing Adam Sandler did. You know? In a sense. And yeah. not been like mad, but been like, oh, cool. I can just, you know. I can remind her. I can Hard remind reset, her. Yeah. yeah it's, it just shows like the duality. Which of is that, what like, like Elijah Wood was almost doing. It. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Both these Very movies harsh. have characters from Lord of the Rings. Yes. Here's my yeah, <laughs> they both came out in the same year. Both came out the same year. And I do think that like it is, it is interesting how like. I, my my like review for, my like quick review fifty first dates was just like love is not enough, 
and I almost feel that same way with with Eternal Sunshine. We're like, it's not necessarily the love is not enough, but it's that love has to be put into such a bizarre place in order for it to constantly be in a in a working function. Where like Fifty First Dates, like she's like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And in Adam Sandler's mind, he's like, No, I'm gonna I'm gonna make it work. Mm-hmm. And he does in a weird Adam Sandler way that only would work in an Adam Sandler universe. Right. And this, and then you have um, Clementine and Joel and their scenario really only like it works in a very humanistic way, but, but puts it in a fantastical, on a fantastical route to get to that humanistic way. But love is not enough to make that whole situation work. Like they have to almost like fall in love with each other all over again and navigate their pitfalls and the things that make them like objectively bad people mm-hmm. and then come to terms at the end to be like is that and is that okay like love spans so many different emotions and it, it is all about accepting the person that you're with f- for everything like you can't just be like oh i love you but i hate all these things that you do so i'm gonna resent you for those things and he makes Joel makes the decision to not do they make the the mutual decision to not resent each other over these things and do this again Mm -hmm. and I think that that felt that tells a story of humanity Mm -hmm. whereas 51st States tells a story of like anything is possible if you make enough walrus dick jokes and it's like no it's just very goofy I think that both movies are trying to talk about what love truly means and one just puts it under a very like human experience microscope and one just is like what can i do in 90 minutes to to get you in and out of here your brain exactly i just thought it was going to be a whole lot like funny enough i did not watch 50 first dates before pitching this i had never seen it like Uh ever which is funny um and i heard so much about it how this is like peak like rom-com like they just love each other you know and it was just funny to see it like not be that. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know people who would say Fifty First Dates is their favorite movie, and oh, I think God. less of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, not a great. Well, hell yeah. But oh yeah, what did you give Fifty First Dates? A one. Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Damn. Let's nice. go. Shocker. I know. Yeah. Should have been a five. Yeah. <laughs> Should have, could have, would have. But no. But no Charlie Kaufman. No so. Charlie no Kaufman. Charlie Kaufman. No, just Adam Sandler. No Michelle Gondry. Just. Baggy pants, Adam Sandler. Yep. Motherfucker looks like he would run chilies. But <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. What do we have on next week's episode? So we're getting, we're doing what we did last year. We're getting back into the spooky season. Let's go. Um, so we're doing a month of uh, spooky movies. Um, <laughs> to start it off, we're doing uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead, the OG 1968 yeah. movie. <laughs> I've never seen it. Very excited. And then we're doing a movie I fucking love, Shaun of the Dead. Hey, let's um, go. Edgar Wright. And, uh, yeah, I can't I'm wait this, to talk about it. hoping that. this aged well. If, if Shaun of the Dead doesn't age well, I'm going to really be devastated. Dude, I think it will. I, I remember I'll, the first 15 minutes being pretty near perfect. I was a bigger. I was always a bigger Hot Fuzz fan personally, but like I still love great. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah very excited. I'm excited to do the spooky m- movie month. I know. It was a lot um, of fun last year. I think it's going to be a good time this year. It's the best mm-hmm. holiday. Just wait till you guys hear what our Halloween special is this year. Hey, yo. <laughs> shit's yeah. going to be so Secret. sick. <laughs> what um? Where can people find us on Letterboxd, Matt? On Letterboxd, we're under Shot and Chaser Pod. Awesome. You can also find us on Instagram at the Shot and the Chaser Pod. Or the Shot in the Chaser podcast. You can also find us on Cringe Twitter. 
Uh, we are over there as the Shot in the Chaser podcast or at Shot Chaser Pod 22. As always, let's take a look at what Matt's been tweeting these past past little bit. I know that we've been a little off because we've been on vacation. Um, here he is telling Kelly Reichard, uh, who cares? Um, Whoa, that is disrespectful. We need to put some respect nah, on her name. She, she, she dogged Barbenheimer so she can go she fuck did. herself. Okay, I get why. If you've ever watched one of her movies, I can see why she would dog Barbenheimer, but... You know what? I'm thankful for her. <laughs> so sorry. Hannah's just completely lost interest and is just watching TikTok. No, I'm not. First off, I wasn't on TikTok. Secondly, whatever that sounded like to anybody, it was a hummingbird at a hummingbird feeder that I accidentally clicked on. And I'm sorry. I do that all the time. So I. Okay. I'm very sorry. Here he is quoting good. quoting Jennifer's body. We have sad Toby tugboat McGuire. Some <laughs> some John Waters. Yeah. All right. I don't even see. I don't even see the the um the American psycho gif in here. Yeah, you know, you know how it nature is. is healing. Yeah, listen, I I now only reserve it for when I need to use it. I really only use it when you respond to something. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm just like, here we go. Here's a little zingo zingo for it's perfect for Matt. Oh, it's man. literally a perfect gif. Yeah. Is it <laughs> to me for if I'd say to who for who is it perfect. is it perfect. <laughs> God damn it. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. Peace. Who am I? What's going on? Hail Satan. Where am I? Hail Satan. <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> what did it be nice to be with all I knew how to quit you.